I hereby introduce to you, Mr. Michael Veazey. Welcome back to the Amazing FBA podcast. And by the way, just before I move on, I'd like to say that it's now the British Amazon seller video podcast. So if you're listening uh, to the audio, then please get yourself over to iTunes and do us a favor and subscribe to the uh, British Amazon seller video podcast. And you'll also get to see today's guest, who is um, somebody I'm very, very excited to have on, Brad Moss. Brad Moss has got an incredible CV or resume if you're an American listener. Um, regarding Amazon. So he was a head of the business head, at least of Seller Central itself, which we all are for better or for worse at the mercy of and have to deal with as our main sort of place to be and do business. He built the Seller Central um, mobile or cell phone app, and he now runs a consulting company for Amazon sellers uh, called Product Lab. So Brad is the man to talk to about Amazon. So welcome to the show, Brad. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Great to have you. So, Brad, tell us a little bit. Of, obviously, I've given a very brief introduction of who you are and your background. And obviously, you have an incredibly deep Amazon background, probably more in-depth knowledge of how Amazon actually works rather than in guesswork than anybody else I've spoken to. So, um, can you give us a quick sort of snapshot of your your uh, how you got into Amazon and uh, yeah, you know, some of your learnings from that? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I finished my um, I got my master's in business, and I'd done. Several entrepreneurial things before that. I'd uh, launched several companies, um, won a few awards for some of them, uh, just kind of uh, awards for in school. <clears throat> and then uh, I wanted to see, you know, I was successful in kind of a smaller realm and wanted to see if I could go to a big realm like Amazon and, and have a big Im impact and influence. So when I got there, I actually had a pretty, pretty great opportunity. I actually built, when I first got there, I built something that no one has probably heard of. <laughs> Because it didn't launch, but uh, it was it was gamification for sellers. Um, it was a really cool uh, app and system, and actually got held up because middle management was fighting over a resource that I had that I was using for my thing. So it was unfortunate. I think um, it would have been made selling a lot more enjoyable and fun. You would have been able to track yourself a little bit better as a seller on the system, but. So that's kind of the something that never happened. Um, almost did. We were actually like a day away from launch and uh, plug got pulled. But when I finished that, I learned so much about um, the whole the systems and how Seller Central works. They decided to put me over uh, Seller Central. So uh, the way Amazon works is there's about 168 teams, I think, that were dispersed through Seller Central. And, uh, and all these teams were putting things into Seller Central and, and saying, hey, I want my new tool here, I want my new tool there, and uh, there's all these systems, and no one was, was putting any thought or, or, or a larger strategy around what should be where and how should Seller Central run as a business. <clears throat> and so that was my job. So they brought me in, and um, I ran Seller Central um, and started putting some frameworks down, and you know the new advertising tab that uh, it's not new anymore, but it was new three or four years ago when I put it in there. Um, like that team came for the for the sponsored products. They came to me and they said, "Hey, we want a spot in Seller Central," and uh, we decided it was big enough where they could have a spot on the top, one of those top tabs. And uh, we were debating over the name of it. We almost called it marketing. We almost called it advertising. And we did A/B tests and discovered that uh, people responded better to the advertising name tag. So uh, we, you know, put it in as advertising um, and uh, built, you know. Lots of lots of various things. Now, you know, Seller Central is a uh, 
kind of a beast in and of itself, and there's so much to do. We couldn't necessarily overhaul the whole thing. We, we would need a lot more funding to do that, which I wanted to do, and we scoped out lots of various things to try and make it streamlined. But uh, we, we got only so far, and then that kind of transitioned into we were thinking about what's the future and what's the future of, of selling and the future of devices and things like that. And we, I mean, mobile had come up for the last three years. People are trying to do mobile at Amazon. And, uh, and I decided that <clears throat> my manager and I decided to, you know, dive in he said, Hey, you should do this. Um, well, the VP actually walked by and he said, let's look at mobile a little more closely. So I built the full business case around mobile and, um, and made a case that if we did mobile, we'd make a lot more money because that's how everything's run on Amazon because it would be more accessible to people and people would be able to check uh, their systems and their um, their seller account. They'd be able to scan things and uh, put new products up on Amazon and uh, built made the business case, passed it through the VP and the SVPs and uh, then got the funding, went off and uh, built the Amazon seller uh, mobile app. Amazing. So uh, let's just unpick some of that because uh, obviously congratulations, first of all, that's a heck of an achievement. It's obviously something that millions of us have been using across the globe. So that's uh, it's a very, very impressive thing to have achieved. So congratulations. But also, I just wanted to backtrack a bit from how you ended up there, because although I want to focus on, you know, our experience as sellers and helping other people to sell on Amazon, um, it's important for us to understand, I think, where Amazon's coming from and how you know what Amazon's values are and what it why why it does things why it does what it does because sometimes it broadsides us obviously as sellers so can you just tell us I don't know how to put this in a a way that is going to take 10 hours but uh, when you're dealing with a complex corporate beast like like Amazon but first thing I wanted to pick up on was a couple of things you said that there were 168 teams dispersed around seller central so how come they had 168 teams instead of well, like one? <laughs> those those were uh, those are systems um, and programs. So sometimes one team ran uh, like five different systems or programs. So that's the minor point of correction there. So what what? Uh, yeah. So sorry. Continue. No, I was just going to ask. So how come, for example, that we had you know whatever the number of teams is say 100 teams dealing with 168 programs or, or whatever it is rather than one team i mean because that implies somehow the way that amazon works is is different from quite a lot of companies yeah no definitely um that's actually a really really good point to uh clarify so amazon internally they're structured in a way which is which is pretty cool um uh, for a lot of reasons, and there's some other reasons that it doesn't quite work for well with. But um, when you're there, you're given a lot of freedom to go and take your program and just figure out how to make it happen. So, for example, when I was doing that very first program, I had um, like three engineers when I was doing the gamification, and we had to figure out how to get. I made the business case um, that you know it was going to improve the business for Amazon. And then uh, we had to figure out how to just get this new idea system into the existing system. Uh, and so we went and found like the one or two engineers that were running the, the front page of Seller Central. And we found several engineers that were running the back end with the listing services, which was one of the features that we needed. 
And so we just went out and scouted and found these various teams and said, hey, we need to hook into your systems. Would you please give us you know, a day of your time to figure out how to do it? And so Amazon promotes that kind of culture where it's very entrepreneurial, they say. So you go and you figure out, you do whatever you can to figure out how to make your program happen. It's not coming from the top down. And so they, they kind of disperse it. So it's not coming from the VP saying, hey, I mean, mo most of the time, sometimes that does, does still happen, but most of the time it's saying, it's not the VP telling these three teams they have to do the X, Y, and Z. It's, you know, the business leads, which, which I was uh, basically acting as like a mini CEO of this little tiny business unit inside Amazon. And they say, hey, you, you take this and figure out how to make it happen. And so we have to negotiate. We have to bribe people with, you know, drinks after work or whatever <laughs> to, 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 um, to try and help us get our system and our program inside of uh, the larger system. Now, that's interesting. So that sounds almost more like a connection because I and I belong to, uh, you know, I run a mastermind for entrepreneurs in, in London um, as an entrepreneur and I, I'm a member of one as well. And that sounds almost like the sort of, situation that I'm in there like you know um, can you help me with Facebook ads because you know about that driving traffic to my listing and then I'll give you a hand with you know mentioning your service on the on the blog or, or the podcast or something like that or I'll talk you through how I managed to do this promotion on this product so it almost sounds like um more like inside Amazon is like uh, people outside of Amazon <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, it's a little bit like the Wild West in a way. Um, and, then it, and then it gets even worse when you have uh, one vice president and another vice president and another vice president all having like these bigger goals, these bigger directives, and it all comes down into one system. And that's where I was with, with Seller Central. So we had another vice president said, hey, I have this what they call S-team goal, which is um, a senior leadership goal from, from Jeff Bezos himself. And uh, these guys say, hey, I have this goal I need to achieve, but I need to hook into this system. And this VP has three other goals, and he, and he's running out of his bandwidth and his time. And it all has to fit into this one little system that we're running. And so that's why when we're building frameworks, and that's a lot of my, my job when, when I was running Seller Central, was trying to build a framework so all these different vice presidents could get their goals accomplished and piped into this system in a smooth way. And, uh, and for a long time, it had just run wild, right? I mean, Seller Central is kind of wild. Uh, there's a lot of things. If you look at a perfect example, so there's the reports tab, right? So you go to the reports, and you look down, there's business reports that's there, there's like payments reports, and then there's this thing that uh, called fulfillment reports. And if you go to fulfillment reports, it pulls you into a full new page that has lots of reports on the left side. And most people don't even know those exist, first of all. Those are amazing. So you go look at all those reports. That whole page is owned by the FBA team, which is a different vice president um, who's running that, than the marketplace, which is another vice president. So that, whole, so that team said, hey, we want to be able to add a lot of reports and do all sorts of stuff quickly. So we don't want to have to keep going back to the Seller Central team or to the marketplace say, hey, we want to add this new report. Hey, we want to add this new report. So they just built their own page called Fulfillment Reports. And now they have full control over from the engineering side of what they add and when they add it and all that kind of stuff. So in terms of user experience, it doesn't really flow of like, hey, if, if I see reports, I want to see you know, these four or five different reports that are most useful for me. But 
instead it's kind of split out by the engineering team that was that is running that's running the reports in the system. Okay, well that explains a hell of a lot about the user experience of uh, using the backend <laughs> It really does feel exactly like you just described. It, it, it makes sense that nothing is consistent. For example, yeah, I discovered those fulfillment reports a while ago because somebody who knew more about it. It's almost like, again, this is like being part of an entrepreneurial community. It's sort of the word of mouth thing about the black box that is Amazon. Um, it yeah. sounds like it's the same inside Amazon, so no wonder it's so chaotic as an experience. That, now, so coming back from that that insight, um, the other thing that I wanted to sort of touch on really is you you were saying about I want to come back to us as sellers understanding what drives Amazon in order for us to then use that in our own you know lives as, as sellers and entrepreneurs. Um, so you said I had to make a business case that it would make Amazon more money. So what are the drivers? Obviously, every business is motivated by money, but are there particular drivers that seem to push the buttons of the senior management who make stuff happen or give the green light to things? Yeah, yeah I'll, give, yeah, I'll give you a perfect example. So when I started, I uh, I started looking into some 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 business case that we had um, someone had mentioned. I started looking into it, and I dove really deep in it. I was like, "Oh, this is great! This is going to be," and I you know I did a report and a one pager and everything, and did the analysis. I said, "Hey, look, this is going to give this is going to be a thirty million dollar business if we do this." I said, "This is great," and my director. Uh, he looked at me, he just shook his head. He's like, no, no, we're not going to do that. I was like, why? That's a lot. He's like, nope. It's got to be a billion dollars in three years or we're not going to go after it. So okay. so that gives a metric. A billion dollars in three years is their kind of minimum income. For a, for a major new program, yeah. That, and that was basically where the, the, the threshold that they were setting for all these things. So. For years, that's why mobile was so hard. It was a really hard use um, business case to make of saying, okay, if the majority of the money comes from huge sellers on, on Marketplace, how is a huge seller going to use mobile? And then in what way can we make mobile enable them to make more money? Because a lot of them just use APIs and feeds anyway and don't even use a mobile app. And so that was, that was the biggest challenge of, of defining mobile. That's why they tried to do it for three years or more, I weren't able to get it through. And then when I got it through, uh, it felt like I barely got it through because there's still, you know, there's still just a lot of unknowns with the whole mobile and, and the innovative market of, of technology. So um, it, the business cases are, are a big deal. And uh, because there's so many opportunities, Amazon feels, you know, they're in this, I love it um, because they're, they have this mentality of, hey, we're in day one still. And so, they had this whole building named, actually two buildings named Day One, Day One North and South, and then they just built these the the new high rises in Seattle, and they changed the names, and now one of those is named Day One. But the idea is from Jeff Bezos, it's Day One still with the whole company. We're still laying the foundation and the groundwork, and actually, if you do enough diligence from the business side, so that was you know my job to uh, to do enough diligence and look at various things to be building. You can find these larger opportunities. So don't settle for a fifty million dollar opportunity for this company. Um, you know, look at the billion dollar opportunities. And and someone was mentioning. I read an article that people were kind of uh, odd that Amazon was going after trillion dollar industries. I mean, that's so Amazon. That's so Jeff Bezos. It's a it's a terrific mindset. I love it actually. Um, but you can see how it kind of trickles down and affects you know all the things below it. Um, when, uh, you know, I mean, Seller Central, when I was running that, it's like, hey, we want to improve this. Well, what, what kind of GMS is, is the name? 
is a word uh, they use for uh, how many sales it would increase in general for the site. And they said, well, what's the GMS going to grow if we make this visual adjustment on the uh, homepage? And uh, we said, actually, there's not enough numbers around it to make a sure business case, so we don't know. It's going to be nothing. They said, well, then you don't get any funding for it. So uh, to make some of those kind of nice cosmetic um, adjustments is, is pretty is pretty difficult, at least to get a major force behind you. Now they do they do have something they call keeping the lights on, which is just some uh, some resources that get allocated to making things keep running. And sometimes you can scrape resources from that to improve like visual look or layouts and things like that. But in general, the big programs are all run by a big business case. Is it going to be a billion dollar business? Okay, if it is, then let's do it and let's run it.